How you doing? Yo, what's up, man? How are you? How's it going? Yeah, good. I'm super stoked about this one. I I, I oh, talked to a lot of people, but I've been uh, I I didn't know that I didn't know the name exactly, but I talked to Rob Loud last time, and I was like, mm. who does the lighting and the design and all that stuff uh, for the Killers? And I know you've worked with other artists like Aerosmith, and it's a pleasure to have you here. And you're coming all the way from Dublin today, so thanks, man. Yeah, good to be here. I love I love the Irish. All of my best friends are Irish, so they've. Uh, <laughs> I, I grew up DJing in Irish bars, so it's cool. One day, oh, okay. I'm going to come out to Dublin. I'm going I'm to yeah, there you it. go. All right, we'll go for a beer when you get here. Yeah, we have, a couple, we have a couple of things holding us up right now, but one day, one day soon. Yeah, one, one or two. Yeah, well, thank, <laughs> thank you for joining me. Uh, a, little no bit of, you know, a little intro for yourself. T tell people you know, what you've been up to. I know you've been at this for about 20 years now, and yeah. crushing the game, by the way. You're an amazing career. Oh. Doing all right. Yeah. <laughs> um, at, at the moment, I feel like I'm self unemployed rather than self employed. Oh, but, me too. Um, me too. Yeah. <laughs> We're in the middle it's, of the um, like, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's 5 p.m. here. I've got two kids out in the back garden separated by two um, kid, child gates on the stairs so they can't get up to me. <laughs> oh, that's good. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's uh it's been interesting. So I've been I've been home for a few about a month now. We had some meetings in Salt Lake City about the upcoming tour about a month ago and uh, we were supposed to do a corporate show there that week and that mm. obviously got got cancelled last minute. Yeah. Um so we went ahead with the meetings anyway and I came home and uh yeah, we've just been quarantined and isolating ever since. So Where where were were you guys on tour when this whole thing went down or or No, no, we were we were We've been off tour for a while now. The last album cycle really was about a year, ended about a year and a half ago, two years ago. Um, but we, the band are always busy. They're that type of band that people yeah. just love to get them out at festivals. Were sure. you behind the Royal Albert Hall? Were we, you with the band at that time? Or Yeah, yeah. I've been with the band since uh, I met them first time in uh, late 2004. Wow. So, um about six months, four or five months after the first record came out, and I did a random one-off show with them. Uh, they didn't have anyone with them, and you know, people always in this business are like, "Oh, give us your call, give us your number, we'll call you." And right, nine times, ten You're times out of ten, them to call back. you never hear from them. But this one time, I got a call, and um, so that would have been November two thousand four, and then I started with them in January two thousand five, and we've been here ever since. So yeah. Albert Hall, wow. we did in 2009 or 10? 10, 10, I think. I think it was 2009. Um, and I, and I can was it 2009? It was yeah. the summer. I remember that because it was right in the middle of festival season. I just remember having no rehearsal days for that because wow. these guys are always so busy. So we load in on, we loaded in on the day of the show and we filmed over two nights. Yeah, my, I actually know it's 2009 because my first girlfriend, my senior year of high school, um, mm. That was right when that Blu-ray came out. And I remember, okay. so it might have been 2000, maybe you recorded in 2008, it came out in 2009. And I listened to Day and Age so much. And I was so obsessed with that Blu-ray. And I was in such a killer's phase that when we broke up, one of the things that she told me that really bothered me was like how much I was into the killers. So then when we, when we <laughs> broke up, that Day and Age, you know, that, that Blu-ray from the Royal Albert Hall was like the rally cry for like, you know. So, cool. <laughs> so then when I interviewed Rob Loud, I was like, you know, who is the person that was behind all that? Because yeah. that was right when I first got that kind of Blu-ray HD technology. And seeing yeah. your lighting setup was like, who? And I never in a million years thought I'd talk to you. This, this is now, you know, this is now more than like 10 years later now. So that's crazy. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, it was. Uh, so yeah, as I said, reloaded in the day of show there. Um, so the normally how it works on these DVD shoots is you end up having somebody who's a DOP or mm. a audience audience you know video film lighting person, and yeah. they'll liaise directly with the director of the show. So um, um, a guy called Al Gordon, who is uh, multi Emmy award winning. He's done Super Bowls and Olympics. He did the so he won an Emmy for the Sochi Olympics. Oh, so yeah. Al came Al came in Al came in and worked on the audience lighting side of things with us, and then wow. we designed everything for this. But what what we were doing on stage was just our touring show, um, yeah. and then what we ended up doing. So what his what his brief was was to come in and and know the angles of the cameras and. Because we were on tour, I didn't have time to do any of this in advance. Right. Yeah. So he would he would come in and go, okay, we'll, we'll put a light here, we'll put a light there, you know, we'll that'll match up with this camera angle, blah blah blah, all the technical jargon, all the stuff he needed to do in advance right. with the director. Yeah. But then we just he just gives me control of all those fixtures and I clone them into my show and away we go. That is so cool. I want to know all about so. this stuff because I'm a DJ. Uh, mm. I, but I just, you know, we have pretty, for, for wedding DJs, we're doing pretty well. We set up like, you know, nice rigs and stuff and TVs, yeah. but comparatively, that's like nothing. So I know that a lot of like my lighting equipment, some of it is on like a DM, you know, like a controller. And I would imagine yeah. that yours is just a, a much fancier version of that uh, in, yeah. layman's, in layman's exactly. terms. Uh, yeah, exactly. And then some things are sound activated. And I've always wanted to know, especially because the killers have been known to kind of improvise and move stuff around and yep. i know a lot of other bands are always kind of they, they start talking you're like he wasn't supposed to talk here how, how does that that process work how do you know what's like uh, programmed and what's not programmed feel free to keep i, I have a kind of i kind of have a, a basic pathway for each song so if you like on the console i have a separate page a virtual page for every song Okay. Um, and I can I can just grab them whenever I want on a little macro, little button macro and call up that song. Uh, so I have the basic roadmap on one fader. So I know this is my intro, my verse, my chorus, my bridge. But then right. I have then I have everything else I need for that song that needs to be hit live, like Ronnie's little drum fills. Sometimes yeah. he'll sometimes he'll extend the drum fill. Sometimes this is he'll so put cool, it short. Right. I'm trying not to freak out right now, but I'm I'm, I'm calm. <laughs> Go ahead. Sometimes, sometimes he he'll do a completely different drum fill. Yeah, you know. Is he so a metronome? The, Is that uh, the, sometimes the guys, a metronome do that sort of thing? They play they play some songs to click track. Yeah, yeah. Um, but there's no time code. Okay. So um, the click track, as you know, click track is just endless. It's just right. Just it's just it's just a time thing. That's it. But how did it um, so synchronized though? Everything's triggered. I trigger everything live. That's so cool. So. Um, I have, for some songs, I used to wear in-ears uh, for some songs that they would start off mic. So Ronnie would give a one, two, three, four off mic. Right. Or it would just, just be going into Brandon's wedges or into the guy's in-ears or whatever. Yeah. Um, and then eventually I ended up just abandoning that. So I, so I run... the same thing they're hearing in, in your ear, right? For, I, for some songs, yeah. For the majority yeah. of the set, for the majority of the set, my reference is the PA. That's cool. That's so, awesome. but of course, you have to preempt some hits a little bit because of you know delay time down DMX channels and art. Yeah, and, you know, can you that connect be streams really significant? Like that. Sometimes, like, do you ever have times where it's oh, like yeah. where, where it's like, yeah, yeah, a sea of people, yeah.
I mean, and and it's going to be different. The bigger the room is, you know, you're going to be in some spots where if you're near front of house, everything's going to look, you know, if I've done it right, everything's going to look like it's perfectly timed. If yeah. you're closer to the stage, it's going to look, it's going to look early. Yeah. If you're, <laughs> if you're in the 300 upper tier, it's going to look late. You right. Know, Which if you're can be in like a, disorienting for somebody watching it. Yeah. You're like, wait a second, like what's happening? Yeah. Well, that was always the thing with video years ago when, when you would have iMac video back in, in the 90s and stuff and you would have, uh, you would have some lag. Yeah, you'd yeah, go yeah. To, You'd go to a close-up and people would go, he's minding. He's like, no, he's not. Just <laughs> sound, you know, visuals, so cool. travel, visuals travel quicker than sound. Yeah, yeah, as the technology gets better, it becomes, you know, that becomes less and less. I mean, on our last tour, we had it down to even running through effects processors and stuff like that for, for visual effects, we I think we had it down to about eight frames. Wow, that's crazy. Which, you know, you're running 25, 30 frames a second. You know, wow. I notice that. That's so cool. Um, hmm. How much do you collaborate with the artists? Like, I know that when I, the first time I ever saw your lighting in person was that 2010 Brennan Flowers Flamingo. I just met, met my wife. Uh, but, Hammerstein, yeah. Hammerstein Ballroom, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, to this day, the best concert I've ever seen. I got to sing. Really? I was right in the front row. I'd never yeah. done that before. I'd never like waited for five, six hours kind of thing. We yeah, were right yeah. in the front. I had Brendan like sing a verse kind of thing. It was cool. But I remember that the um, the lighting was also storytelling. It was like visual storytelling in addition to like what he was singing about. So how much yeah. of that is the artist's vision or how much is that is you saying like, here's my vision and then they plug and play in that space? It uh, it depends on the band, really. It depends on yeah. the artist you're working with. Some some are heavily, heavily involved. Some don't get involved until the last minute. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, people like uh, like Kanye West, where I've done stuff with Kanye a few times, and he's so cool. super involved on site. He he wants to sit and look at every cue with you, and you know he's yeah. he he really has he really has his artistic vision dialed in in his head. Um, yeah, other bands don't really want to get involved at all. They just kind of you know they. If I say they trust you, that makes it sound like other people don't. It's not that at all. Right. Some people just they they have their headspace and you know on their their element of the art and you know their yeah. songs and their performance and and that's where their head is and that's where they want to stay so they they let you get on with with what you're supposed to be there to do how did this start did you did you work at like local gigs was it around dublin yeah um so there was a, there was an irish band actually they're still going to this day an irish band called picture house and they were kind of the big local band at the time. Um, they were kind of destined for the next level of success. And um, unfortunately, for one reason or another, never just never took off internationally for them. Yeah. Um, but I, I used to go to a lot of gigs, like you know, like yourself. I would, I went to my first shows when I was like ten years old, and I, I, I would go to gigs all the way through high school, secondary school here. Um, yeah. And yeah, I used to try and elbow my way to the front and do all that you know but so over time i got to know the guys in that band and um i'd ask them i asked i asked angus the bass player i was like look you ever need a hand at any of these gigs i just want to get some experience and he's like yeah don't come do these little shitty pub gigs with us you know come do the big show in march and that right. was at the olympia it was at the olympia theater which is their the the main theater in in the city um oh, that's so cool 
so I, I rocked up there. I was uh, in my first year of college. Uh, so I was 17. Wow. Yeah, seven, 17. Because I, I finished high school at 16. Um, so I was in, in my first year of college, I was 17. I was working in a supermarket pushing trolleys around the car park. And uh, I knocked on the door and said, hey, Angus said I can come give a hand out. And he was like, all right, come on in. And I spent my first day getting breakfast sandwiches for people and cutting gels for park cans. And I remember the having, hard yards. I had to go play. My friend Elliot Burper calls that the hard yards. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And um, I even had to go and place a bet on a horse race on the Grand National for the chief electrician <laughs> because he didn't want to do it himself. That doesn't so, sound that bad. No, that seems like you can go get a drink and be like, yeah, what the hell? Right? Yeah, right. Yeah, being so, the yeah. So at the end of the day, I asked him, I was like, look, who do I give a CV to? And he was like, I don't do CVs. Sorry. I was like, oh, okay, cool. He goes, but I have your number. I'll, I'll give right. you a call. So like a week, 10 days later, something like that, I was on my way. I was on the bus on my way into my job. And um, I got a phone call going, uh, somebody's let me down to run a follow spot tonight. Can you be right. here in, in 40 minutes? And I was like, yep. So I got off the Jeez, bus, the crossed I got off the bus at the next stop, across the street, got on the same bus going the opposite way into the city, called my job on the way. I was like, ah, I'm really sick. I can't come in. Wow. And uh, so I spent about three months being really sick and not being able to come in every so often. Wow. And um, <laughs> then, Every Friday yeah, night, you just happened then, to get this weird disease. It was like... Well, the funniest part was the woman who, who uh, was the receptionist on the front desk, she lived up the street from my parents and she knew what I was doing. Yeah. She's like, oh yeah, who is, who is it this week? And right. um, she said, don't, uh, she said, don't do what I did. I came in here 35 years ago for a summer job and I'm still here. Wow. So That's she cool. said, I'll, co I'll, I'll cover for you. Go. And yeah. um, I ended up working in that theater for nearly seven years. Wow. So, so and crazy. that was actually how many, how many that, years went by before you finally quit that job? Uh, about four months. Okay, okay, that's good. It yeah, too long. They, I had organized a, a week off to do some to do a run of shows that I knew were coming up, and on the last day before I was due to go on on that break, they said, uh, "Oh, you can't have tomorrow off. Such and such is sick." And I was like, "Well, I've got plans. Sorry, I'm I'm not coming in." They're like, "Well, you have to come in." I went, "No." Show you a job I would then. send them an email uh, now. Just be like, hey, just wanted to let you know. I just wanted to check back in. You can um, reach out I to do, that girl. I, I would encourage you to read, try and find that lady. Oh, no, yeah. Una, Una, I still, I've, I've seen Una since, and she knows, yeah, she knows what Oh, that's good. Since. That's great. You got to get so, those, those um, front row tickets at the Killers concert, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, right. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> cool. um, so, yeah, so I, I told them to show up their job and never went nice. back. I'm starting to realize, you know, it's, it's funny. I'm kind of like networking my way into the music space, talking to sure. some people from Spotify, befriending people like Rob Loud and stuff like that. And it looks like I have like a motive or an intention. And in some ways I probably do. But at the same time, I'm also kind of just like talking to people. It's just coming more natural than it ever has because I'm realizing mm -hmm. that people put their pants on one leg at a time and it's, it's all kind of the same thing. Like yeah. even, you know, someone like Brendan Flowers, he's still a guy with a house and a family and everything. So That's it. He's still um, in quarantine. He's still in isolation like the rest of us. 
it's, <laughs> it's been kind of nice actually because i'm starting like, like when i see people kind of struggling with like a wi-fi connection or whatever i'm like they suffer just like me now it's cool <laughs> yeah exactly uh, although i did i did find it funny was that somebody put up a photo last week of um i think it was will smith and this isn't detrimental to will smith or anything i think he's, yeah. he's a good he's will a good smith. guy but uh, they put up a, a, a statement that he made about, you know, stay at home. And it, it's great that all these celebrities are coming out and doing that. But then right. below it, they put a photo of Will Smith's compound. Oh, yeah. Where where he lives. It's like, it'd be real easy to self-isolate when you need a golf cart to get to your basketball court. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> totally different than my situation. Yeah. Try, try doing it at one-bedroom flat in Deptford or something like that. And just uh, Let's talk just in general about some of the artists that you've worked with. I know the killers, Aerosmith. Yeah. You did uh, Watch the Throne, the yep. tour, right? Am I getting that right? Dude, that's, yep. that's Aaron, yeah. insane. You're such a normal guy. This blows my mind. It's insane. That's like people are so obsessed with Kanye and, and Jay-Z and the Killers and all this stuff. And you're so humble. It's just like weird, you know? It's just work. It's just work. Yeah. Yeah, but it's not just you work, know? though. I mean, it's pretty like, do you ever look, you ever like get I, to a scene and be like, this is too fucking big. This is way too big. Did that ever happen? <laughs> No, because a gig is just a gig, you know, and and, yeah. and I don't know if it's the same for people who are performing on stage when you look out and see, um, you know, if you see 5,000 people or if you see 100,000 people. I mean, it's it's at the end of right. the day, it's all just people. And, at a certain point, you're you kind know, of like over it. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, it's the same with us when we do shows. If, you know, some of my hardest days have been in tiny little clubs that have no lights. Right. And then we go in. Then we go into huge fields like Glastonbury. And again, Glastonbury, we did with no rehearsal. We loaded in that morning. Wow! And really? we just, we just, we actually did a show. So my week running up to Glastonbury because I was doing two tours at the same time. I was doing Killers and Hosier at the right. same time. So my week leading to give you an idea, my week leading up to Glastonbury, uh, the I got home from America on the Thursday. Mm -hmm. I flew to Greece on Saturday, did a show with Hosier on Sunday, flew wow. to flew to Cork in the south of Ireland on the Monday, yep. loaded loaded Hosier in that night and programmed it. And then I left that with an operator, drew five, drove five hours to Belfast to do the Killers on the Tuesday, um, did my, my daughter's my graduation. Just thinking about the air travel, the air travel. My my daughter's graduation was in Dublin on the Wednesday. And then I went back to Belfast on the Wednesday night, did Hosier at the same venue as the Killers had done on the Thursday. Uh, flew Friday morning to Cardiff, did the Killers in Cardiff Castle on Friday night while Hosier was driving to Glastonbury. And then went straight from the stage at Cardiff to the stage at Glastonbury, loaded in at 3 a.m., 4 a.m. Wow. And and then at Glastonbury did both bands on the same stage on the same day, so we did Hosier at five o'clock and Killers at ten. <laughs> and then, and then they do a two hour. Is that by the way? That's not their normal set, is it? That's not, is it normally two full hours every every time? Killers, yeah, about that, yeah. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah, usually in in arenas, it's usually about one forty five. Um, some of the bigger stadiums and and, and uh right that extra festivals. 15 minutes of yeah and drum yeah. circles and all that stuff yeah that's so crazy well they've at, at this point they've so many songs now and yeah yeah yeah, yeah it's and plus feel... plus at glastonbury we had the uh the charming mind thing with johnny yes. bar and yeah. which we never rehearsed mm -hmm. when you are picturing this stuff like in your head 
how does it go from like just a, a vibe to a to a thing to like to like a real um, like tangible lighting maneuver you know i mean yeah i guess i, I kind of start everything with the song right um you know well whether it be the song or whether it be the album um like for instance the last killers tour wonderful wonderful that started they wanted that feeling of big, open, wide space, you know, which is why we ended up going for that huge, wide open screen. And, yeah. you know, um, so they, they wanted it to feel very airy, very spacious, you know, out in the dunes in Utah and stuff like that, you know, in the desert. And that so that was the, yeah, that's cool. yeah. So that, and there's always every, every killer's thing we've ever done has always had a Vegas vibe. I mean, it has right. to, they are, you know, yeah. as much as as much as there are other great bands from Vegas, they kind of are the yeah. Vegas. The Killers are are like right right behind Elvis. They probably surpass Elvis, I think, at this point with the the Vegas credibility. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's kind of where it starts for me. And then we start sketching ideas, and then then I then we start listening to the music, and you know that's where we are with the next record at the moment that's coming out. Then the next month, I think. Do you like it? Um, uh yeah 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 i still haven't heard all of it they're still right they're still mixing stuff and all that so i've heard yeah. quite a bit of it but um yeah i think it's going to surprise a few people that's good um, is it i think is it more on the side of like the brendan flower side or more towards like the the killer sort of rock and roll side um or should, again because i probably shouldn't say yeah i probably shouldn't say too much <laughs> okay, that's good. Moving on, moving on. You've heard, you've you've probably heard the first single that's out already. So yeah, um, that'll give you a good indicator. That's good. I got really excited. I, I was joking around about this with Rob Loud the other day, but uh, there's a rap artist named Brandon Flowers, and it said that there was a new uh -huh. Brandon Flowers release, and the automation of Spotify put Brandon Flowers' picture. So Brandon Flowers fans <laughs> were like, "The unreleased COVID nineteen album is here," and then it was just happened to be this other rapper guy named. Brendan Flowers, and then Pasta. Because isn't With there, the a there and isn't there? There's a footballer and everything. And a football there? player. There, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 NFL player. Yeah. Oh my god. Um, yeah. Let's see if we have any questions here. If you guys have questions, like let us know. If there's anything you want to know. Um, did you ever have a time? You know, we're talking about all these grand, amazing moments. But did you ever have a time where there's like? A, I would imagine that there's some technical malfunctions along the way. Oh, yeah. Do you have, oh, do yeah. you have maybe a good story about there was like a marquee moment <laughs> and then something didn't happen? I want to hear we've a train wreck story. I know you have one. We've, we've had a couple. <laughs> there's, uh, <laughs> there's, a, there's a venue in, uh, in just outside Salt Lake City called the Great Saltaire. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's like an old wooden barn. Uh, but it's right on the edge of the Salt Lake. It's, you know, the, the area around it's beautiful. But it's not mm. exactly ready for the type of rig that we would put in. Yeah. Um, so we knew that going in, you know, it's wooden beams. There's not a lot of power. So we, this we gives me anxiety already. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. You know, we stripped everything back to the bare essentials. And, you know, um, we, you know, we did, did, our, did our due diligence during the day. We checked everything, double checked it. We did load tests where we, mm. we run everything up to 100% and, check check the meters and make sure that the building electricity can handle it and everything and that's you know we did all that it was I all didn't fine think about that oh my god that's crazy yeah yeah no we do and that's that's part of the daily the daily ritual yeah. uh, i mean less and less now as more fixtures become more led fixtures rather than arc sources so you're not yeah. drawing as much power anymore um sure. but 
this was back when we were using proper like discharge strobes and everything. So um, that must have been thought, so okay, much great. more dangerous. We're... I would imagine that it's so much safer and easier and lighter now. Because I remember as a DJ, yeah, like the first time I started using thin par lights, I was and there was LED yeah, yeah. that wouldn't get hot. I was like, oh, this changes everything. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, well, it's funny because I've done some stuff with bands where they're like, no, no, you need to get us some park amps because we want to feel the heat. This feels doesn't That's feel so natural. Dumb. That's so <laughs> well, you know, these are these are <laughs> these are older bands who are who are used to certain things, you know. And oh, OK, OK. Like, yeah, I don't yeah. I don't I don't feel like I'm playing a show because I'm not sweating, you know. Right, right. I get so, that. Uh, yeah, exactly. So if you've done it for 20 something years, then you're 30 years, then you're probably uh, you're yeah, probably ingrained. They're gonna pass. But anyway, you've got to be a certain yeah. level of rock and roll. Okay, that's good. Oh yeah, absolutely. We so have a question. We, um, <laughs> so we 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 got to the first song and we did the sh you know it was great everything worked okay great second song in I think it was like smile when you smile like you mean it and there's two bam bam two strobe hits that go off in that and on the yeah. first one bam the whole building went black. Oh. So we blew the power in the whole building because what they hadn't told us was that all the fridges and coffee makers behind the bar that were off during the day were on oh, the same power no. on the same power leg as lighting. So uh, we ended up, Brandon ended up doing two songs with a uh, mag light up to his face, wow. singing like this in the dark. Did you just, you have, I was wondering that myself, because I have like an, what I would call like, an, and it saved my life. And it's actually gives me a, a great sense of ease when I go to gigs. I have what I call my old, oh shit speaker, which is just a powered yeah, speaker yeah. That's, that's very loud. And if the shit hits the fan, I just yeah, run for yeah, the, yeah. you know, and I have like a charger and stuff. So I don't have to think about it. Uh, do you have something like that? Like when that situation happens, what's, what are you doing behind the scenes other than completely freaking out? Just waiting for somebody to turn the power back on. That's good. <laughs> yeah, you can't, it's yeah, not really like you do at that point. You can't really freak out. I mean, we had it happen again a few years ago in South America. I think it was in, might have been like Paraguay or Lima or in Peru, maybe. Right. And um, it got to the downbeat of all these things coming out of the guitar solo. I've got solo and I'll solo. Yeah. The, the big, the big, the big crowd bit. I'm not, I'm not going to sing it. <laughs> so, um, the the big the big look at oh no actually sorry it was on the drop so it's right into the drop so right. what happens there is a lot of lights go out we focus on Ted he's oh, playing that so riff the, so the he's playing part. that chunk yeah. the, the chunk 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 he's playing that riff yeah all all the power went oh that's the best part too every light went that's but so it stayed that way for two and a half songs so I had I had. I had no calm, I had no intercom to tell the spotlight guys, like just turn everything on and open it as big as you can. So for the rest of that song, Brandon was in the dark, wandering around the stage with one light on Ted. Yeah. While Brandon's singing in the dark. I'm trying to scale the tower to get up to the follow spot operator. <laughs> just to, just turn everything on and open, leave it open and you know, oh my yeah. Oh god. Do you guys there's, have like ladders on the side of that stuff? Do you have, or, or are you kind of- uh, like, uh, Normally, Normally we would have, yeah, we would have stairs inside, but you know, South American towers. But are in not that the, moment, uh, you gotta take your chances. You can't be thinking about not the strictest. Yeah, no, sure. no, scourge, scourge straight up it, and yeah, yeah. It was, How do people uh, react when that happens? I've never been at a. Every time I've ever been, it's always been smooth sailing. But 
Do people at first think it's a joke? Do people like? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some people do. Yeah, yeah. That's cool. we used to have the we used to have the same thing with um, on the Battleborn tour. We would open with Mr. Brideside, but we did it with the house lights on. Oh wow! So the band would walk on in the middle of a middle of a random song and just start playing Brideside with all the arena hockey lights on, and wow. people would be people would be looking at me in front of the house going, "Turn the lights out!" It's like. <laughs> artistic decision you see how i'm not panicking right now it's it's all good don't worry about it but we we again we had a show we had one show in liverpool where they had bought this fancy new house light system that was all touch screen and you know instead of just a big dunk big breaker and i i was worried about it during the day and i told a few people i was like look i don't think we should do the house lights gag tonight i think it's going to work and sure enough it didn't um, so what normally happens is you know, and on the last hit, house lights go out and it didn't happen. And then they started into the way it was and the house lights stayed on and it took almost three quarters of the second song to get the house lights out. Wow. And, that's, you know, that's crazy. I was going to say, how many people work for you or, or work with you um, in coordination with you? It, it depends on the tour. Um, like on the last Hosier tour, I just had two people. Um, last Killers tour, I think I had eight people on the lighting crew. Right. Um, Does that include people that are putting up the lights and installing the lights and stuff? Yeah, yeah, that would be all crew. In terms of operating the show, it's it's just me. Yeah. What so. about people who are like super? I've always wanted to ask this question. What about people that are super into the idea? Like I've had it where you're just sitting there for three hours and you're watching the guys and they're hanging out smoking mm. cigarettes and there's this big, huge, amazing ring. And I think to myself, like, why? Like, what if I was just to go on tour with Dave Matthews and just help put up the lights and stuff? But I would imagine that it's really hard and takes a lot of knowledge and know-how. And um, for somebody that's like, yo, I just want to go on tour. Like, I don't know, I don't mm. know a whole lot about it, but I want to help set shit up and just move stuff around and just move around boxes. Like, where do I sign up? Is it that easy or is it harder than that? Most of the people who we have that move around boxes uh, are local every day anyway. They're part of the local crew. So every city, every building is, particularly in America, you have, you know, your unions. Um, New York is local one. Um, so they pro- we get a certain number of local people every day to help us. The people who travel, the people who travel with us are the essential people. So on lighting, I'd have, a, I'd have my, my tech up front of the house. I'd have uh, my crew chief, uh, dimmer person who looks after all the the power distribution. I'd have a couple of moving light techs who are able to fix things. Uh, right. I'd have a, ge- a general all post things. Right. Um, I'd have somebody who would be able to climb really well, you know, to fix problems if we have to fix things when it's in the roof already. You know, and then the people who do the the labor the hard yards the guys who, who unload the trucks and do all that we we get locally every day because otherwise you're just looking at hundreds of people on a tour and right it's just it's too just, much just to move not, across the yeah the, the world yeah that's yeah great. exactly does it ever get i know i talked to rob loud about this a little bit who for people that are just hearing this for the first time he's the photographer mm-hmm. for the killers and, and also a whole bunch of other bands um 
you know, we were kind of talking about the reality versus the, the dream of what it's like to go on the road. And what is that experience like for, you know, obviously you're home now, but, um, hmm. you know, always, like you said, you're all over. Does that get disorienting? And then when it stops, do you miss it? Like, do you not know how to handle yourself when you're home? I'd imagine this is probably mad weird for you to be home for a month or two now. I've uh, been home. Well, I've been home basically since pretty much December. Oh wow! Um, yeah. So the last chilling. tour I did was, <laughs> yeah, the last tour I did was Hosier. That finished. Uh, we finished in in Dublin in December, uh, and then I've had a couple of one offs. We did a one off thing with the Killers in January in Vegas, um, and then we were supposed to do the Salt Lake City one in March. So, excuse me, I planned this time to be home with my family for a few months before, right? You know, the next and now the next tour, suppose. Yeah. Now I'm home for quite a while. It looks like, yeah. So yeah. we're supposed to start next. We're supposed to start next month, um, but you know, obviously, I don't think it's looking too good for that at the moment. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Let me. I'm just looking at some of the questions here. Let's see. Sorry if we was covered already, but how do you balance meeting the needs of having a family with the intense schedule? That's actually kind of what we're talking about right now. Um, but maybe yeah. we can talk about that a little more in detail. Yeah, it's it's difficult, you know. I mean, it's difficult for just I'm curious how you manage it. Yeah, it's all good. Uh, I think it's difficult for everyone. You know, everyone's personal situation is different, whether it be uh, a boyfriend, girlfriend at home, or family or kids, or you know, everyone has their own thing they have to deal with real life at home. Yeah. Um, it's yeah, it's just managing it properly. You know, making sure you do have enough time off in between legs. I mean, I did when I was younger and and single and had no responsibilities. You know, I I would just roll tour to tour to tour. I mean, I remember one year doing my tax return, and I think I'd been, I think I'd been home for eleven days in the year. Wow, that's and crazy. yeah, so I would just go from one job to another, and and on we go. You know, but in terms of the family thing, you just make sure you Facetime people. You know, make sure you call. You're always in contact, and then in between legs, making sure you're home enough uh, right. to to maintain those relationships. The good thing is my, I've done this since before uh, I started going out with my wife. So this is it's normal life. Well, it's, it's normal. It's normal life for us. You know, I right. didn't just suddenly turn around and disappear and the kids <laughs> are the same. You know, my kids are the same. My daughter, she's uh, going to be six this year. So she's now used to the idea that I go away, mm-hmm. uh, but she knows, she knows I come home. Yeah. You know, That's my so son cool. is, this time around, my son, it's going to be different. He's he'll start to notice that I'm not there now because he's he's two. So yeah. um, on the pre on the previous tours, he was a little too young, you know, right to realize what was going on. But yeah, it's you know, it's like everything else. It's difficult. I mean, I know people who have nine to five jobs who see their kids less than I do over the course of a year. Right. Yeah, and, yeah. and then when you're off tour, you're able to actually be like off, off yeah. work. When I when I'm off, when I'm home, I'm home. I'm right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't so cool. I, I don't I don't have a job here. Yeah. So yeah, I know people have home, like, who home. work in advertising who are like literally never home. Probably like way more yeah. than you guys. So you get a oh yeah you're, yeah you're all good. Um, if you weren't doing this, what would you be doing? Love your work. That's from Jay Stano, the girl one. Uh. I don't know what I'd be doing, to be honest. Um, this is kind of all I've ever wanted to do. I I had ill, I had short-lived um, ambitions as a, as a little kid to be, at one point I wanted to be a paleontologist. Like dinosaurs um, and stuff? Is that what that is? 
Yeah. 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 And that, and that was before Jurassic Park. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, before it was cool. Before it was yeah. Stanford, yeah. Was yeah. I was a paleo I was a paleontology hipster, I guess. Um, My best friend Matt was just like that too. It's so funny you say that. I'm gonna show this to uh, you. Yeah. Like, see you weren't alone. There you go. Um yeah, that and then architecture for a while. Um but once I started going to see shows, I just was like, I, I want to do that. And yeah. uh, my, my, my guidance teacher in school told me it wasn't a real career and I would never do it. And I, I had, so I had the, uh, I had the movie, I had the movie TV show moment where I, I ran into them years later at an airport and they were checking in, in the, the oh economy line God. and I was checking in, in the, uh, in the, the priority line. I was like, Oh, I'm doing that thing. You said I'd never do. <laughs> oh, it wasn't like it wasn't like an in-your-face thing it was just like right. see i told hey, you hey how are this. you good to see you yeah, yeah. Well, what are you up to right right maybe the, the, right. Chip, the chip on the shoulder probably a good thing in the long run. yeah yeah absolutely i mean my I'm, I'm convinced that for a long time my parents thought this wasn't going to be a real job yeah um yeah i mean they were don't get me wrong they were very supportive but um i think in the early days and they were like who, who the hell are arctic monkeys Who's yeah. Kanye West? And then, then I did a tour with James Taylor, and they're like, "Oh, we know him." Yeah. All right. Okay. James Taylor the... retweeted me one time. I was getting, I was oh, getting cool. hammered in my in my garage. I was downstairs with a projector, and I was hanging out, yeah. just chilling. And I was watching. You probably appreciate this, is because it's amazingly lit and everything. Uh, James Taylor's one man band, and I was mm. and I was reposting it and talking about it. And the next thing you know, in real time, James Taylor was like, "Gee, thanks, man." I, my grandpa was like beside he's like what do you mean you met jane i was like i didn't meet him but it was yeah. cool um have he's, you ever had he's a, him? he's a he's a great guy yeah he seems like he'd be the man he's i'm from yeah. my family's from new england and james oh, okay. taylor james taylor he's is a religion like, you know, he's like santa yeah, claus so I, to people in massachusetts <laughs> i did i did one i did one christmas tour with him in i can't remember i think it was 2006 and um we and then I did a bunch of programming that ended up in some of the shows. One Man Band was one of them, actually. So some, you did that. Some, uh, I wasn't there, but some of my stuff ended up in that show as well. That's so cool. Um, but yeah, I'm not I'm not listed on it or anything like that. There was yeah. another whole design team, and then there was one he did with Carol King. Yes. Uh, I, that I programmed, but I never saw the show. I wow. programmed it offsite. I programmed it offsite on a laptop and email the show file to the guy in Australia who was going to operate it. Yeah. Yeah, my dad is totally <laughs> so from, was... from that James Taylor, Carol King generation. So it, mm. it was forced on me at an early age. Yeah. To my dad, no, James... actually, he's the live music connection because he always showed me these oh, cool. things like that. You know, John yeah, Mayer, James is... Thursday, all that stuff. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah, James's whole design team are very good friends of mine. So they're, they're the people I did Aerosmith with and mm -hmm. um, all that stuff. So. Another another uh, New England favorite, Aerosmith. Um, yeah. Do you, okay, so you've worked with some pretty crazy people, but have you ever, there's got to be someone who you've met along the way at a festival somewhere where you were like, at a loss of words, starstruck. Is there anyone you've ever met that you were like, wow? I don't think I've ever been starstruck. I think I've been impressed by people. Yeah. Um, and I think I, I do remember once being surprised by somebody, but I don't think I was starstruck. I was coming down, this is long, probably 20 years ago, coming down off a rig and I stepped down and Michael Stipe was standing in front of me. I'm sorry. And I was, was uh, Michael Stipe, REM. Oh yeah. 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 So he was standing right in front of me. I was like a massive REM fan. Yeah. And they, but they weren't, 
they weren't playing at the festival. He was just hanging out with Beck. Wow. Who was, pl- who was playing. So I got down. I was like, oh, all right, cool. And then I just went off on my way. Yeah. I didn't speak to him or anything. Um, but I, I met him years later, and he was cool. Is that kind of ingrained um, in you just to, to kind of keep – like, I would imagine – and I, I get this from Rob as well. It's kind of like yeah. when you work in that space, the, the whole, like, I'm your biggest fan thing is, like, totally not – it's not really permit, permitted like backstage if you're working with people. It's like there's no time for that really. Yeah, it's it's or just be like you weird. kind of pick up kind of on the vibe. Weird. Yeah, yeah, you pick up on the vibe of people. You know, I mean, I've met a lot of people obviously, and you do when you go to stuff like the MTV Awards and the Grammys and stuff. You meet, you get to meet a lot of people at those things. Yeah. So, you kind of pick up on a vibe of people if they if they want to talk to anyone. You know. And yeah. I've I've met a lot of people through the years and um some in 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 weird weird ways um and but there has been one or two where i've just gone up and gone hey man really right. love your music yeah thanks for you sure. know and you know they see they see you've got a pass they see you're there for a reason and if they're you know reasonably normal people they will engage you in a conversation um yeah. you know um because, yeah, I mean, you know, I got into this because I'm a fan of music. You know, I'm not going to yeah. run up to somebody and go, oh, my God, you're my idol. Right. It's just not, Did, it's just not the, the way. But Yeah. I wouldn't say that I have a strategy, like I said. I've just been kind of, like, naturally talking to people in nuanced conversations mm-hmm. and learning stuff and putting it at scale. But my approach is I want to meet people who are working in the space in a natural kind of organic way and then yeah. kind of and then kind of see where that that takes me sort of thing and i think that a lot of people have it in their head it's like if i could just meet john Mayer, or if i could just do that then i'd be set in my experience that's like not what it is it's it's like at all no and in your network experience when you're trying to level up like do you yeah. have any advice in closing that you can give on that because I, I it's not like connections or everything is total bullshit yeah and in, in a way um in a way, yes. Uh, connections are a big thing, but also your work has to be a big thing. If yeah. you know, if if all you are is somebody who makes connections with people, uh, I don't mean you. I mean right. the, the the pejorative you, yeah. everybody. Yeah, <laughs> if, yeah. if all you do, exactly if all you're, saying, so you're, you're totally yeah. Right. If if all you do is just make connections with people, but you have no substance behind you, people right. will people will spot that really quickly, and they'll just they'll just call bullshit on you straight away. Um, yeah. If you know, most of the jobs, a lot of the jobs I do, I've gotten because of other things I've done. You know, obviously the killers is a big thing. It's it's been fifteen years now. Looks good on a so, resume for sure. <laughs> it it looks great in a resume. Yeah. And it, also in speaking in this business, it's great to have your name tied with something for a long time. Mm-hmm. You know, like the Aeros, like the Aerosmith thing. That was just for the Las Vegas show. That's all we did. We're not. I'm not designing the tour good friend of mine is their, is their long-term designer. He's been with them for almost 20 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were just brought in to do the Las Vegas aspect of it, and that's it. Yeah. Um, so I, don't, I would never refer to myself as being the, the designer for Aerosmith. We, we designed, <laughs> I was part of a team that right. designed the, the Las Vegas residency, and, that, and that's, that's that done. Yeah. But the killers, yeah, that, that's, you know, to have your name linked to something that's being that reputable for a long time uh, is great, you know, because then people turn around and they go, oh, well, I need somebody to do a tour. And then it's, it's exactly what happened to me with, I did, I did a couple of years with Rage Against the Machine about 10 years ago. 
And Dude, you've got great music. So far, we have the same iPod. <laughs> so I love, they're, Monkeys, they're, I love Aerosmith. I love James. Well, Taylor. I did. I did the first. I did the first Arctic Monkeys tour the whole the year, the whole first album. Um, was, but was the Rage thing. Was that San Francisco? Was that like that, that? was on there. Yeah, dancing yeah. shoes and uh, bet you look good on the dance floor, all that stuff. Yeah, but yeah, the Rage thing. The Rage thing came about because their designer had other projects on and she couldn't do it. So we had a mutual friend and we kind of knew each other through the business anyway. But mm. we had a mutual friend and she called him and she said, what do you think? Do you think Stephen would be able to do, um, do you think Stephen would be able to do Rage? And he was like, oh yeah, totally give him a call. And then I ended up doing two full summers with Rage, you know, and it's, wow. it is that thing of people go, it's reputation plus connections. Exactly. Really, you know, and if, and if you can build yourself a reputation, not only for your work, but also for your personality and your ability to fit into a team and a creative, then I think that, that helps massively. That's perfect. That's a great ending to it too. Uh, where can people find you online? Uh, what's the best place to get in touch? What are you up to? In Twitter, shameless self-promotion. Twitter, Instagram, shameless self-promotion. Um, yeah, Twitter or Instagram, Stephen Douglas on Instagram, at Stephen on tour on Twitter. Um, up to in the future, who knows? That's, yeah. if, you'd, if you'd asked me a few months ago, I would have had a whole different set of answers for you. Um, right. I know the Aerosmith thing has just canceled a bunch of dates. Uh, I think they're getting rescheduled for later in the year. Um, Killers, obviously, we're, we're, we're kind of sitting around waiting to see what's, what's going to happen with this whole situation around the world. And hopefully soon yeah. we can all be in a big field celebrating music together exactly. again soon. Exactly. I love it. Thank you so much for doing this. It's been an honor and a privilege. Sorry for all my... No worries. Killers, Anytime. My Killers fanboying, my singing. I apologize for <laughs> We'll do we'll I'm do a non-killers one next time. I'm a loud mouth and erupting and I'm talking about the killers. <laughs> <laughs> That's all, right, all good. I can't pronounce Glastonbury, you know, the, the, the whole thing. That's close. It's close, close, close enough. All right, brother. Thank you so much for the uh, great honor. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.